Do you like saving money on your taxes? If so, then there's one thing you should know about this tax rule called step up in basis. Knowing how to properly use the step up in basis rules can potentially save you and your beneficiaries a substantial amount of capital gains taxes. So in today's video, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about step up in basis and how to use it to your advantage to save money on your estate taxes. And of course, as always, don't forget to stay all the way till the end of this video. So I'll be sharing one piece of golden information about the step up in basis rule that you're not going to want to miss. Without further ado, let's dive in. All right, guys, now before we jump in, if you haven't already, make sure you sign up for the Tax-Free Wealth Challenge 2023. If you didn't know, the Tax-Free Wealth Challenge is my biggest live event of the year. And this is where I teach all of my secret sauce tax strategies to you guys over the course of five days. I mean, these strategies are not on YouTube. You can trust me on that. And a majority of my clients came to me through the Tax-Free Wealth Challenge. A reason why is because they got to structure their entities and write-offs with me on live video calls for five days. Just think about how much money you could save if you committed five days with me. I want you to learn and enjoy saving money as well. So if you don't want to miss out, then be sure to click on the link below to the Tax-Free Wealth Challenge now. I look forward to seeing you inside. Now back to this video. All right, guys, we have to start off with what is step up in basis. Step up in basis is one of the best ways to reduce taxes for capital gains when assets are transferred from one party to another. However, in order to fully understand step up in basis, we need to first go over capital gains taxes and make sure you have a good understanding of how capital gains taxes works. So what are capital gains? Capital gains are profits you make simply by holding on to an asset such as stocks, such as bonds, or even a piece of real estate for a certain amount of time. Capital gains are really divided into two main categories, short-term capital gains and long-term capital gains. Short-term capital gains are gains that you make on an asset that you hold for less than one year less than 365 days. And long-term capital gains are gains that you make on assets you hold for more than one year, 366 days. If you make either short-term or long-term capital gains after you sell an asset, then you are required to pay taxes, which is called capital gains taxes. Now, what are capital gains tax rates? We wanna make sure we get this out of the way and then we can start talking about step-up in basis. Short-term capital gains are taxed at ordinary income rates. This means that you could be taxed from as low as 10% all the way up as high as 37%. So if you're a high income earner and if the rest of your income is taxed at the 37%, then you can expect to pay 37% for short-term capital gains at the highest of levels. Long-term capital gains, on the other hand, are taxed at either 0, 15, or 20%. The rate your long-term capital gains are taxed at also depends on your income as well. High income earners pay the highest of rates. However, with the highest long-term capital gains tax rate, it's capped at 20%. So even if you're in the highest income tax bracket and if the rest of your income is taxed at 37%, you still will only have to pay 20% in long-term capital gains taxes. Now, here's some things that we should talk about. What kind of assets are even subject to capital gains taxes? Capital gains taxes apply to a variety of assets that you can potentially hold for short-term or for long-term. Here's some examples of assets that you could be holding for capital gains tax purposes. This could include stocks. This can include bonds, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, real estate, coins such as gold and silver, jewelry, and so much more. So if you hold any of these assets that I just mentioned, then you could potentially owe capital gains taxes if you sell any of them for a profit at a certain point in the future. But always make sure that you keep track of the date of your purchase for these types of assets. So that way you'll know whether or not you will owe long or short-term capital gains on them when it comes to filing your tax returns. Okay, now that we have done a quick refresher on capital gains taxes, let's go back to the concept of step-up in basis. 
Step up in basis is a rule, and it's a rule that applies when a person passes on assets to a beneficiary when they die. According to this rule, the person who receives the assets do not have to pay capital gains taxes on the appreciation that occurred during the lifetime of the former owner of the asset. So for an example, and we're going to make this as simple as possible, let's say that your uncle bought a beach house and let's say the beach house was $100,000 and he bought it 10 years ago. In this case, $100,000 would be the basis or the original value of the asset. Now, let's say that the beach house appreciated in value to $300,000 and that your uncle left this beach house to you after he died. In this case, technically the property would have made a capital gain of $200,000 from the time your uncle bought the property to the time that you received it upon his death. For situations like this, the IRS does not make you pay the capital gains taxes that accumulated during the former owner of the asset's lifetime. Instead, it allows the value of the asset to be stepped up to its current fair market value. So for a capital gains tax perspective, the basis of the asset in this case would be 300,000, not 100,000 where your uncle had purchased it. This means that if you wanted you could sell the house immediately and not pay any capital gains taxes on it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say that example one more time. Cause I know somebody out there is listening to me. This means that when you sell the asset, you pay no capital gains taxes on it. If you decide to keep the house, then capital gains taxes would start accumulating. Once you inherit the house, starting with a basis of $300,000. Let's rewind a bit here. Our uncle purchased the property for $100,000 10 years ago. The property is now worth $300,000 and he passed away. If we are receiving a step up in basis, we are receiving a property at the new fair market value of $300,000 with the ability to not owe any capital gains taxes on that $300,000 from the appreciation from $100,000 to $300,000. Our new basis in the property is $300,000. Does that make sense? Now, let's continue with this example. So for this example, let's say you kept the house for three years, I'm gonna continue the exact same example. Let's say you kept the house for three years and the value of the house appreciated from 300,000 to 400,000. In this case, you would have a capital gain of 100,000 and you would be required to pay long-term capital gains taxes on it because you kept the property for longer than a year. Now, let's chat for a second because I, I know some, some light bulbs are going off in some people's heads right now. And the most important thing I want you to know is why does step up in basis even matter? Step up in basis matters because it prevents you from having to pay an enormous amount of capital gains taxes in the event you inherit an asset that has appreciated in value over time. Your parents might leave you assets that have appreciated that you're not going to want to pay taxes on. Also, step up in basis can help you plan how to pass on capital assets such as stocks, such as bonds precious metals, real estate to your beneficiaries without saddling them with huge capital tax bills that they're not going to know how to deal with. So in other words, understanding step up and basis can give you greater tax planning power and can help you keep a lot more money to your family 
if they were to inherit assets that have appreciated over time, as opposed to giving this money or assets to the government. Now, here's the criticism that many taxpayers have about step up in basis. Some people believe that the step up in basis rule is an unfair tax loophole for the super wealthy. For example, if a wealthy man gives his son a group of stocks that have experienced a combined total of a million dollars in capital gains, then the son would essentially get to dodge one million in capital gains taxes. Okay. Now, the more valuable that a person's assets are, the more that he or she can potentially benefit by using the step up in basis rule. But here's the thing I want you to understand, guys. I want you to be able to benefit from the same rules that the wealthy are using on a regular basis. If you inherited some assets from a deceased family member, or if you want to pass along assets to beneficiaries while reducing capital gains taxes as much as possible, then you too need to understand step up in basis and use it to your advantage. Now, what I'm essentially saying, in other words, is just like the wealthy, you can take advantage and take action and use clever tax strategies to legally minimize the amount of taxes that you're going to owe to the government. Step up in basis is just one of the many things that you should be taking advantage of when you want to save as much money on your taxes as possible. The next thing that we have to understand are what are some of the characteristics around step up in basis that we don't normally see on Google, such as what assets do not qualify to be stepped up in basis. Although there are many assets that qualify to be stepped up in basis, there are some that do not qualify. For example, if you have an individual retirement account, which includes both traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, these do not experience step up in basis. If you have an employer sponsored retirement plan and or pension plan, such as a 401k, these do not receive a step up in basis. I'm, I'm also talking about you taxpayer that has a 403b plan or a 457 plan. These also do not receive a step up in basis. Real estate that was gifted prior to inheritance does not receive a step up in basis. Ooh, this one bu bugs me a little bit because I have so many taxpayers that think, ooh, it'd be really smart of me to gift my properties over to my children. And they don't even think about step up in basis because they don't know what it means to pass on assets without capital gains tax. And then last but not least is tax deferred annuities. So if you're thinking about trying to use step up in basis for any of these types of accounts, then don't. You won't be able to, but for other assets, such as the ones mentioned previously in this video, you should be able to qualify to use step up in basis based on the current law and jurisdiction. Now, some of you might be asking, can the basis ever be stepped down? I mean, it's nice to think that any of any assets that a person might give us after they die will be worth significantly more than it was purchased for. But this isn't the case all the time, guys. Not all assets are just going to go up over time. In fact, some assets can drop significantly in value over time. For example, let's say that you inherited a thousand stocks from a relative that were initially purchased for $100, but now the share price is only $50. In this case, the assets would have decreased by 50% of their value. Now, in this case, yes, the basis can also be stepped down. So if you inherited capital assets that have dropped significantly in value since their purchase price, you will start accumulating capital gains taxes based on the current fair market value, not their original higher price that was purchased from. However, it is much more common for assets to be stepped up in basis. This is because people usually try to leave behind assets for their family members that will appreciate in value over time, such as real estate. 
But of course, results are never guaranteed in investing. So sometimes asset prices don't go up all the way that people think, and this can result in the step down in basis that we're referring to. Now, can step up in basis apply to assets shared before death? Some people, as they get older, start planning to pass the ownership of assets to their beneficiaries. For example, let's say that your grandma has an impressive stock portfolio that is appreciated in value over time. In this circumstance, she might want to try to give you some of the stocks before she dies. But unfortunately, if she does, she will not be able to use the step up in basis loophole to save money on the capital gains taxes. This is because step up in basis only applies to assets that are passed from one person to another after a person dies. So in other words, if you're thinking about giving away your capital assets to beneficiaries before you die. So in other words, if you're thinking about giving away your capital assets to beneficiaries before you die, you should strongly consider setting things up so that the assets pass on to the beneficiaries after death. This way, your beneficiaries will be able to take full advantage of the step up in basis in order to save money on the capital gains taxes after you pass. So how much money can you save using the step up in basis strategy? To understand how helpful step up in basis is and how it can be used to save money in capital gains taxes, we should probably go over an example. Let's jump into the iPad. Okay, so let's say that your grandfather bought a house 40 years ago for $100,000. Now, imagine that he died recently and between the time he bought the house and his death, the value of the house rose to $1.1 million, okay? Obviously, that's a lot of appreciation. In this circumstance, there would have been a capital gain of exactly $1 million. So if your grandfather passed ownership of the house onto you before he died, and if you wanted to sell the house immediately upon receiving ownership of it, you would be obligated to pay capital gains taxes on exactly one mil. So if your grandfather passed ownership of the house onto you before he died, and if you wanted to sell the house immediately upon receiving ownership of it, you would be obligated to pay capital gains taxes on the 1 million gain for the property over the 40 year period since your grandfather bought it. This would be a long-term capital gain. And if you were taxed at the highest long-term capital gains tax rates, you would owe 20% on the money, which would be a whopping $200,000. That's right, guys. Using step up in basis, can save you $200,000 in long-term capital gains taxes if you inherit a property that had a capital gains tax on it of over a million dollars. I mean, just imagine if you didn't know about step up in basis and you ended up having to pay the $200,000 when you could have paid $0. This just goes to show you how important it is to work with a tax professional who can help you with strategies and loopholes like this. I mean, for many people, it can make a tremendous amount of difference when it comes to your tax savings. But what else should you know about capital gains taxes? Now that we have talked about step up in basis at length, and I think you guys probably understand it now, let's quickly go over some important things that you should know about capital gains taxes, just so you can have a better understanding of this area. One thing I want to cover is long-term capital gains tax rates. As I mentioned earlier, long-term capital gains rates are primarily either 0%, 15%, or 20%, depending on your income. Now I'm going to tell you what the income levels are for 2023. So for 2023, you can actually pay 0% in long-term capital gains if you're single or married filing joint and your income is less than $41,675. So technically you can have a capital gain and not pay any taxes on it. Now, let's say that you're married filing jointly. You could technically earn and still be in the 0% income taxes up to $83,350 
without having to pay any capital gains taxes. And of course, since we're covering taxes today, I am going to talk about head of household, which we call HOH. If you're, let me just write this out, married filing joint, single married filing separate. If you're head of household and have a taxable income of less than or equal to $55,800, then you're in the 0% capital gains tax rate. So this is important for us to understand. You could get a buy this, you could get by this year in 2023 without paying any capital gains taxes if you one are single married filing separate and only earning up to $41,675, or married filing joint earning up to $83,350, or if you're head of household and earning up to $55,800 in long-term capital gains. Now, once we get past the 0% tax bracket for long-term capital gains, we jump into the 15% tax bracket. Let's just list it out right now. What are we gonna have to pay if we are single or married filing separate, or maybe we're married filing joint, or we're HOH, head of household? Let's go over the thresholds. If you're single with a taxable income between the threshold that we just covered, which was 41,675, all the way up to, yes, this is big, $459,750, then you're gonna be taxed in the 15% tax rate. See what I'm getting at? And if you're married filing joint, oh man, this gets even better for you. This means that you can earn 83,350 all the way up to $517,200 as a married couple and only be taxed in the 15% bracket. So going back to that example that we were talking about where if you're in the highest of brackets, you can assume 20%. It's not actually how that works. There are tax brackets that you have to fill up first before you get to the 20% bracket. Just assuming that you're gonna pay 20% long-term capital gains taxes off of making a million is not correct. That's maybe your marginal tax rate. But what we're talking about is what your actual true tax is going to be. So if you're in the 15% tax bracket on long-term capital gains for a head of household, that means you can earn $55,800 and earn all the way up to $488,500 as head of household and still be in the 15% long-term capital gains rates. So now that we understand who gets subject to 0% capital gains taxes and who gets subject to 15% capital gains taxes, now we need to cover who actually pays the 20% capital gains taxes. And what we have to do is just jump up back to the 15% to know anything over $459,750 as a single filer is going to be taxed at the 20%. If we're filing married filing joint, any income that we receive that's long-term capital gains income that's in excess of $517,200 is going to be taxed at 20% for married filing joint. And that means head of household is anything over $488,500 is going to be taxed at 20%. So this is the tax rates for 0%, 15%, and 20% for long-term capital gains rates. So don't just assume just because you have a capital gains tax that everything is going to be taxed at 20%. Also, guys, you should also be aware that there are some special cases where the long-term capital gains taxes might be more than 20%. For example, if the taxable part of a gain comes from selling Section 1202, qualified small business stock, your capital gains could actually be as high as 28%, okay? So this is just something I wanted to make sure I didn't leave out of this video. 
The net capital gains from selling collectibles, such as coins and art, can be also taxed as high as 28%. And the part of an unrecaptured Section 1250 gain from selling Section 1250 real estate property can be taxed up to 25%, okay? So just some other capital gains taxes that we do cover inside of the Tax Alchemy program. I just wanted to make sure I covered them in this video. When it comes to long-term capital gains tax rates, the bottom line is that most people will have to pay either 0% and 15% unless they're selling a really large asset and they got a big capital gains. And that way, some of the money is gonna be taxed at 20%. But there are some circumstances where you might pay more than the 20% as mentioned. Let's cover what other strategies can be used to lower capital gains taxes besides trying to wait until you die and receive step up in basis. When it comes to reducing capital gains taxes, step up in basis is the king. However, there are some other things that you can do to reduce your capital gains taxes if you would like to not wait until you pass away. One simple thing that you can do to reduce your capital gains taxes is just to hold your assets for longer periods of time. That's right, just holding on to your assets for longer than the 365 days means that you'll be subject to long-term capital gains if you were to sell your assets. This is a strategy that most people don't even know and is something that you should obviously implement. The reason why this is the case is because generally speaking, long-term capital gains taxes are lower than short-term capital gains taxes. So this means that you might be able to significantly lower the amount of total capital gains taxes you would have to pay if you're just smart enough to hold on to an asset for 12 months. Now, let's say, for example, you're a real estate investor and you wanna buy a piece of real estate to flip. If you buy the property and then hold it for 12 months, and if you are a high earner, you might only have to pay 20% in capital gains taxes compared to 37% depending on the nature of how you're doing the transaction. Maybe you're not trying to get into real estate flipping, so you're not gonna be viewed by the IRS as a real estate dealer. In this regard, if you do decide to sell a property a year later and you had no intentions of starting and running a flipping business, then you would be subject to the long-term capital gains tax rates and pay only as high as 27% as opposed to as high as 37% on ordinary income. Now, as promised in all videos, always have a golden piece of information that I like to share. And here's this information for this video. If you plan on using step up in basis to reduce your capital gains tax burden after inheriting capital assets from a deceased friend or family member, then you need to make sure that you get the assets professionally appraised. Now, here's the reason why. You're gonna need to work with a licensed appraiser to get the properties professionally appraised and the licensed appraiser will tell you how much the assets are worth and what their fair market value is. Importantly, if you will use the step up in basis for real estate, you need to be aware that the realtor's letter of opinion is not sufficient to determine fair market value. So don't think that this will be enough if you're trying to all of a sudden turn around and sell an asset. You will need the official appraisal form from the licensed appraiser. After the appraiser finishes appraisal, then you will know what the fair market value truly is and then you can step up your basis and save money on capital gains taxes. One more important thing that I wanted to make sure that I left this video saying is that it's extremely important to make sure that you have established a trust and a will. Many taxpayers who do not have a trust and a will do not get to experience the step up and basis that I'm mentioning in today's video. One of the most important things that we do as tax strategists is we make sure that we take in consideration not just your goals right now, but your long-term goals so that we can structure your tax plan to serve you. And that does revolve around your estate planning. So if you're looking for any information as it pertains to using the step up in basis or structuring your tax write-offs so that way you can make sure that your assets are being passed off to your beneficiaries correctly, 
then feel free to schedule a consultation by clicking on the link in my bio. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to click on the link for the Tax-Free Wealth Challenge. During these five days, I'll be covering the most advanced tax strategies that I have to offer. I'll also be helping you structure your investments if that's something that you find of value. I look forward to spending some time with you during those five days and hopefully making you a client. Thank you so much for watching this video and wanted to say thank you, thank you so much for watching this video and making it all the way to the end. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Cheers.